Troy Phelps, the creator of the Christian Doormat blog. I created this blog so that I could share with others some of the interviews and resources I gather as I work on writing a book. The best way to describe these interviews is by comparing them to the conversations between Mitch Album, the author of Tuesdays with Maureen, and his university professor, Maury Schwartz. From time to time, I get the opportunity to talk with the Maury's in my life and ask them questions and listen to their perspectives on different topics. Join me as I talk with Dr. Jennifer finlayson Fife about respecting the differing beliefs of others. Dr. Finlayson Fife is a licensed psychotherapist with a PhD in counseling psychology from Boston College, where she wrote her dissertation on LDS women and sexuality. She has taught college level classes on human sexuality and currently has a private therapy practice in Chicago, where she lives with her husband and three children. In an interview I had with Dr. Finlayson Fife more than a year ago, she talked about an experience she had with her brother when they were at college together. Here's her account from that interview. There's the issue of, then are you willing to understand another view, even if it pressures and challenges your view? Yeah. You know, so for example, when I was in BYU, my brother was reading a lot of church history and he was going through a faith crisis and he wanted to talk about it. And I hated the fact that he wanted to talk about it yeah. because it was pressuring my view. And I found it very threatening and... And so I remember as I was driving back to my dorm one night, you know, praying to God that I was going to take distance from him. I was not going to spend as much time with my brother. Yeah. And I remember having a very strong impression that that was dishonest of me and unloving and that the truth could withstand love. Hmm. And so if, if whatever is true could withstand knowing and caring about my brother, so even though it terrified me, I didn't take distance from him. <laughs> yeah. Were yeah. you terrified because of the effect it might have on you? Yes, I was afraid that maybe I would not believe, and I didn't want to not believe. Yeah. And so I was afraid of the historical realities that were challenging. I was afraid of another idea about who Joseph Smith was. I was afraid of just not being able to, I was afraid it would break, break me from my view. After that interview with Dr. Finlayson Fife, I started wondering if all conversations discussing conflicting beliefs were valuable to engage in. What about controversial conversations? Is there value in listening to offensive ideas? Are there times when it is morally courageous to give others platforms to speak, and other times when it would do more damage than good? As a first-year student at Williams College, Zachary Wood joined a student organization called Uncomfortable Learning. The group brings controversial viewpoints to campus by inviting individuals to speak, one of which was John Derbyshire, a white supremacist who is known for his extremely racist and sexist views. But John Derbyshire never got a chance to speak. President Adam Folk counseled the speech. In a statement, President Folk said to the Williams community, Today, I am taking the extraordinary step of counseling a speech by John Derbyshire. The college will not provide a platform for him. Free speech is a value I hold in extremely high regard. The college has a very long history of encouraging the expression of a range of viewpoints and giving voice to widely differing opinions. We have said we wouldn't cancel speakers 
or prevent the expression of views except in the most extreme circumstances. In other words, there's a line somewhere, but in our history of hosting events and speeches of all kinds, we haven't yet found it. We found the line. Derbyshire, in my opinion, is on the other side of it. Many of his expressions clearly constitute hate speech, and we will not promote such speech on this campus or in our community. Sincerely, Adam Folk, President. So are all conversations discussing conflicting beliefs valuable to engage in? Are there times when it is morally courageous to give others platforms to speak, and other times when it would do more damage than good? Is there a line? I had the chance to interview Dr. Finlayson Fife again and ask her more about her experience with her brother. Isn't it legitimate to be concerned or even terrified to talk with someone else whose beliefs conflict with your own? You said that you were kind of terrified about that because you were worried what it was going to do, yeah. how it was going to affect your faith or how it was going to affect your beliefs. Yeah. And I yeah. mean, I've thought about that story a lot. And so I guess one question I have, like, isn't that a legitimate concern? It's a legitimate concern. You don't just want to have things that you hold dear just be destroyed by somebody's point of view, right? But I think for me, at least in this story, it felt cowardly to me. Uh-huh. It felt like I was afraid of my brother's reality. It wasn't that my brother was trying to convince me yeah. that the church wasn't true or that he wasn't trying to get me to see things his way. He was just struggling himself, honestly, and talking about things that were scary to me, like church history and things that I had never heard of. And yeah. it scared me because I was afraid that reality would infect my view yeah. <laughs> or my brother's experience would infect my view and that felt more dishonest to me like I wanted to get away from information that I didn't know if I could handle or my testimony could handle my beliefs could handle yeah so that is why I felt like if I care about my brother because I don't feel like he's trying to manipulate me or something that the truth can handle loving him Meaning what is true will withstand caring about him and his perspectives if they are honest, even if I don't even end up agreeing with his perspectives, that caring about him, uh, the truth can withstand that. So I, I kind of feel like there's almost a little bit of risk in mm -hmm. opening yourself up to really take in other people's views and beliefs. And I'm wondering, like, how you can make good judgments around when it's valuable to listen to those opposing views or, you know, participate in some of those conversations and when mm -hmm. it's wise to, you know, stay away or avoid back them. avoid them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and do you mind saying more about what you see as the risk? Like what are you, a risk of what? I don't know. Maybe it's the same feelings that you were having with your brother, just that risk that it's going to, it, the risk of being misled, like even, just grabbing hold of something else because it's so well articulated mm -hmm. or it's so persuasive, even though there may not be any truth in it. Yeah, that you could be sort of uh, persuaded into an idea that's bad for you or that's wrong. I think that for me, the defining thing is whether or not I think it's um, the person talking to me it has an agenda that serves themselves 
right, as opposed to speaking honestly about their real experience yeah. and their real beliefs, even if they're different than my own. So is it about an honest conversation and sharing of perspectives with someone who is sincere but different than me versus somebody who has an agenda to get me to uh, reinforce their view by agreeing with it mm-hmm. or that they could somehow take advantage of me by getting me to buy into their view. Then I would say the motivation is what would make the difference in terms of my openness to it. So one time we were talking and you said mm-hmm. if you're too rigidly married to a particular ideology and you're rigidly defined, mm-hmm. it makes you less flexible. And so mm-hmm. as I, I've thought about that. I've been wondering, like, what's the difference then between being, like, too rigidly married to an idea and versus, like, being firm or steadfast or, you know, immovable in you know, having integrity mm-hmm. for your beliefs? How's mm-hmm. that different? I have a couple thoughts, maybe, about that. One is that, you know, a principle that I've never wavered on is my belief in truth and love. <laughs> like, I, I shouldn't say never wavered. I, I don't mean it quite so, you know, um, ideally, but I, I'm saying like that's something I've really never um, questioned, I guess, yeah. in a sense. Uh, what I've questioned is whether or not lower principles stack up against that standard of both what is true and what really creates love and strength. So the questioning has been from lower ideals towards and so I think the steadfast and immovable is when, when we talk about love of God, um, you know, I think it's about love of true goodness, of creating goodness, of standing up for what's really true and creates strength and capacity to love in ourselves and in others. Mm-hmm. Um, so the steadfast and immovable is there, but if you're going to sort of rigidly hang on to lower principles, right, this is what Christ was very critical of with the Sadducees and the Pharisees and so on, is that they take sort of lower principles and then hold on to them rigidly like they were, um, but but they'd hold on to them in a way that was self-reinforcing and actually created weakness in them. Yeah. And so the criticism was that these weren't really about loving. They were more about posturing and uh, reinforcing oneself, but not about creating real strength within oneself and within one's relationships. Because I think when you're really living by true principles or you're standing up for true principles, by their fruits you shall know them, it creates goodness it creates strength in other people yeah this is why i believe in truth and love is i have a testimony of that in many ways because of the work that i do where when i see people embrace more truth in their own life including truth of themselves that's hard to see and deal with in faith because it can be hard uh-huh. or dark right and when they see it and they're willing to walk towards it and deal with it for the sake of love for the sake of creating more strength in their marriages or creating more strength in their lives. And I watch people transform. I watch people get stronger. I watch people become more trustworthy. I watch people become 
more confident in themselves because they are aligning themselves with a higher principle. Hmm. And this is very, you know, it, it, it's the evidence right there that, that when we live by true principles, it creates real strength. When the beliefs start to, like, conflict with their own beliefs with people that they're in relationship with, and it seems like, mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of people feel like they have two options. Either they sever the relationships with that person so they can maintain mm-hmm. their beliefs, mm-hmm. or they sever their beliefs so they can maintain a relationship. And um, mm-hmm. I'm wondering, just kind of your thoughts on, on that, if you've seen that too, and, and how, like, yes. how can co, like, someone be in a, an intimate relationship, I think the more distant it is, it's easier to tolerate those differences. But mm-hmm. how can you be in a relationship mm-hmm. and have conflicting beliefs, you know, coexist within mm-hmm. that space? And First of all, I do think that's hard for people. Um, and I see a lot of people that come in around exactly what you're talking about, that challenge or change in how each are orienting to what's true and to what they value and what they want to create in their lives. But um, I think that a lot of times we relate to our faith or our, our, either our belief in Mormonism or our disbelief in Mormonism tyrannically. Okay. Okay. We do it in a way, right, to basically get other people to reinforce us through seeing things the same way. Yeah, and I see people do this both in the church and do see people do this out of the church or as they're leaving. Yeah, and um, that's ungodly. It's unchristian. It's unloving. It's unmormon. Okay, <laughs> in the best interpretation of our faith, right? Yeah. Um, and and so for me, the question that's often helping people confront is whether or not they're going. Um, to stand up for the best in their faith and really love their partner, even if their partner isn't reinforcing their beliefs? Or are they going to basically choose to not love in the name of goodness? In the name of goodness, basically betray what they promised God they would do for this other person. Mm-hmm. And or are they going to allow that we, we relate to God and goodness and faith differently? Or we relate to, but I'm going to stay true to what I believe is right in order to create goodness in my life. Yeah. And I don't have to make you reinforce me. One time when I was younger, and um, I just to tell the story kind of quickly, I was talking to my mother about my struggle with the temple and then I said I'm really you know I really have a hard time with it and it feels wrong to me and and the way that you know the relationship between men and women is understood and I and I was basically saying to her you know I'm choosing to not go for a while and as I was talking to her about it I said to her mom I really don't want you to worry about me I don't I don't I don't want to break your heart, basically, is what I was saying to her. Mm-hmm. Um, and my mom, I think, did something very kind and very Christian. Uh, she said to me, you don't need to worry about that. She said, I see who you are. I see the goodness that you do. I don't have the same struggles that you have around the temple, but that doesn't mean I'm right and you're wrong. 
Um, I have my own fallibility to concern myself with and my own relationship to God, and I fully trust your ability to sort that out for yourself, even if you do it differently than me. Hmm. And, uh, you know, that's not my job to worry about you. And, you know, I just really appreciated that response because it was really, she wasn't saying, I need you to reinforce me or to reinforce my beliefs or reinforce that I was a good mother because you're doing the things that I stood up for. I trust yeah. your ability to sort out what is good, and I trust your ability to sort out your relationship with God, and I've got my own work to do. I like that. And I think that's a very humble position, and she wasn't saying, you know, her beliefs were wrong. Yeah. But she also wasn't tyrannical about them. Yeah. And I think that's very decent and allowed the relationship to be stronger, actually. Yeah. They felt more able to be real with her while knowing that we see it differently. Yeah. By supporting someone in their actions and their beliefs that contradict your own, I mean, kind of like the whole idea, like, if you're making the wedding cake, are you compromising your beliefs or are you being a jerk if you don't? Like, by supporting someone else in their actions and their beliefs that contradict some of your own, like, are you compromising your own beliefs? I think people have to figure out what they really feel is right and what is the level, you know, are they, are they driving the getaway car? Okay. <laughs> you know what I'm like, <laughs> it could be one level of support. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, are, <laughs> so are you doing something that you know by colluding in it or participating in it, you're really creating destruction, okay, yeah. in either other people or in the person themselves, right? Or is it just that, you know, I don't think you should drink coffee, so I'm unwilling to pick up coffee beans for you while I'm at the grocery store. I mean, I think yeah. that's a little more, that's a little more... <laughs> indecent okay because I'm going to kind of come in and dictate how you should choose right right um, rather than something that's more overtly destructive to other people or the person themselves so what is it that you're is it that you're you know getting rigidly um, attached to you need to reinforce me right or what I think God expects of us Versus, am I really sort of standing up for the higher principles of love and decency and fairness and goodness and looking at my role in promoting them among people who are different than me?